That's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. Christy, tell me about the butterflies that were all over LA recently. I saw so many tweets. I mean, there there were some butterflies. They're like little tiny. They looked like monarchs that were little tiny butterflies. But there were just a bunch, like a whole bunch. Um, It was like, you know, in the fall when like, leaves will fall from a tree and they're like little leaves and then the wind like sweeps the leaves everywhere like sort of in your way whenever you're walking on the sidewalk yes that's what the butterflies were doing for a little bit oh my gosh just all over in certain places that's one not everywhere and i think they've kind of thinned out now yeah that seems kind of magical though yeah it was really cute It was a little bit unsettling, though, like that time when when they did that, I was running and I was like running towards like a bunch of little butterflies that were just like floofing across the (laughs) sidewalk. And I was like legitimately concerned that they would just be like hanging out, flying as slow as possible. And I would run into a butterfly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little worried about that, but it, nothing bad happened. I was fine. <laughs> nothing. Bad. Why were you running? Like jogging? <laughs> or were you running to catch like a bus? What was happening here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, Ashley, for health. All right, fine. I guess that explains <laughs> it. <laughs> Just the force that you were like, why were you running? What was happening here? What were you running from? What the fuck? Yeah, usually people run away from things, but you were just running. Just like run. there's no other option. Just why would you run though? Christy, you're so LA now. <laughs> I know. Um, hi, by the way, I'm Ashley. I'm Christy. And this is our podcast. It's called That's Weird. That's right. It's about weird shit. Sure is. And sometimes we talk about uh, running for health. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have some patrons that we need to thank because, quite honestly, I forgot that that was a perk. (laughs) Oh, really? It has been months since we've thanked patrons. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, we I, should do that. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Um, I also just caught up on uh, all like the weird mail. So if you were a patron and you signed up and you wanted stickers or buttons or whatever, I sent all that stuff out. Be on the lookout for those in your snail mail situation. Yay. Um, okay, so thank you to Joseph Hallett, Bethany Reneker, Reneker, I'm so sorry, Anna Kovach. Daniel Stevens, Lance Davis, Chelsea Duke, Tommy Sloan, and Sean Davies. A bunch of awesome weirdos who support us on Patreon. Thank you. Yay. Um, Thanks. Seriously. Thank you so much. Like, I can't believe that people like want to support our podcast. It's awesome. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. And if you want to become a patron, we do monthly mini-sodes on there where we talk about weird news. Sometimes we do videos. And then, yes, there are perks. You can sign up at patreon.com slash that's weird. That's right. That's right. We're pretty good about the mini-sodes. Not so good about the videos. That's true. But uh, Christy's coming back to Seattle for a weekend. So maybe we'll put something together real quick if we have time. Yeah. If she has time. We'll see. I think we should. I think we should. Okay. 
We'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Damn it. <laughs> Christy, I went to a fucking paranormal music festival last weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that. I'm so jealous. I think you would have loved it. It looked rad. It was pretty cool. It was in this place that's technically called a wildlife refuge, but it's not at all. It's just like a warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, listen, we leave this place alone pretty much all the time. So there's wildlife in here. There could be hella wildlife. And it wasn't until I left that someone told me that that place is haunted. (gasps) What? I know. I was like, what the fuck? You literally had a paranormal music fest in there with people who enjoy this shit. Why didn't you tell them so that I could have been on the lookout for some ghosties? Yeah, no kidding. So rude. That's super rude. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was really cool. There, there were there were good bands. They made up like a cryptid that was like the um, mascot, basically, of the festival called Lufu. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Um, it was put on by Look Up Records, if you want to check them out. And I, I was there with the Liminal Seattle guys who talk about all kinds of liminal stuff on their map. It's um, It's really cool. It's really fun. I'm I'm like happy to be exploring a stranger side of this city. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. Big fan. I'm jealous. I finally saw some photos because you went to that like pretty like flower thing. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it's a super bloom. So where I went, it was like, um, it's like a, I think it's kind of a nature reserve for poppies. Oh, okay. Except that place had like all kinds of other flowers too. So like the orange things that you're seeing are poppies. It's basically like the desert, but since it's been raining so much, all of the flowers just bloomed. Oh, it looks beautiful. It was really pretty. I don't know if I noticed it before you went because you were like, I went to do that thing that everyone's been posting about. And I was like, what? (laughs) But now I've seen a ton of photos from it. And I was like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, um, I think it might also just be sort of like a localized thing because like, it's just this area has desert and flowers and stuff. So I don't know if I would have heard about it if I was in Seattle, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But like, everybody's talking about it here. I bet. I feel like that's kind of um, like everyone goes to the Tulip Festival or whatever, once a year to take photos here. I feel like, I don't know. It's probably something like that. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Except that it only happens like when it rains a whole bunch. So sometimes it doesn't happen. So it's like vaguely sort of rare. Like I think it happened three years ago, maybe. But then before that, it hadn't happened in like 15 years. What? Yeah. That's wild. Because of the drought. I heard that the drought was technically over but not really and like you shouldn't stop doing what you're doing because then you'll be back into a drought or whatever (laughs) yeah it's rained enough that most places are not in drought anymore that's good yeah it's great because when i moved here i was like oh no i'm gonna be i'm gonna catch on fire yeah you better be careful girl but i'm not anymore because it rained enough way to go nature yeah virtual high five thank you (laughs) thank you Thank you. It was me. Yeah. I did that. You brought the rain to California. So way to go, Christy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a nice little review to read you. (gasps) 
Yes. And I read these because Christy doesn't have iTunes, so I have to relay them to her. It's true. That's that's what we're saying. Um, so this says, weird as can be. They aren't kidding when they say, that's weird. Ashley and Christy host a great show as they navigate the out-of-the-norm topics. They describe themselves as amateur and mediocre, but I'd say funny and entertaining. <laughs> Aww. That's so nice. That was from Hemecast, H-E-A-M, Hemecast. Thank you so much. That's so nice. We read all of our iTunes reviews, or at least I read them, and then I read them to Christy. And That's true. Um, they're very important, and they help us so much, and we appreciate you. So thanks. Yeah, that was cute. Thank you, guys. Hit me right in the feels. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is episode 78 of That's Weird. Ooh, we're getting up there. We really are. But you know what? I kind of tried to like plan out when our hundredth would be, but because we're every other week, it's so far out. I think it's like not even in December. Mm. Or like it'll no, be like that can't be possible. There's oh yeah, okay. Math. It, yeah, math. Like mm. December, January, maybe. Yeah. I was thinking about that because somebody asked me like Oh, if I listen to your podcast, like what what episode should I listen to? Like, what's your favorite? And I was like, Oh no, I used to have some. That's what we did for our like anniversary podcast. But now, like, we've done so many more. Yeah, I know that was like the fiftieth episode. We went over like all of our favorites, and now, oh my god, I don't even know what to tell people anymore. Tell them. Well, our most popular one, for better or worse, is <laughs> number 69. <laughs> <laughs> of course. A bunch of freaks listen to us. Um, it's like Monster Erotica and Sex with Ghosts. That one is our by far our most popular. That one's a good one. It is. It's, that one I support that. Fun. I stand by that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a hard time telling people what to listen to as well. Like if you only had to pick one episode. I don't fucking know. I, it's you. You need like more. You need more information about the person. Like, what do you like? Do you like ghosts? Do you like UFOs? Do you like cryptids? Do you like none of those things? Like, help me narrow this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of UFOs, is I, that your topic? Sort of. <gasps> it's more a disappearance than anything. It's a mystery, and UFOs may or may not be involved oh i'm gonna do the valentic disappearance and i don't know if i'm saying that right all right i'll i'll allow it <laughs> thanks christy <laughs> uh it's the the man's name is frederick valentic valentich uh v-a-l-e-n-t-i-c-h mm. i don't know i'm just gonna call him fred freddy frederick whatever sounds good okay uh, so he was a pilot from Australia who disappeared during a training flight back in the 70s. And his final report to air traffic control or whoever, I don't know if it's a different name in Australia, whoever he was radioing back to, it was simply the quote, it's not an aircraft. What? I know. It was basically saying that like he wasn't alone up there. There's way more to this story. Let me tell you the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Frederick was 20 years old. He had about 150 total hours of flying time under his belt, which is pretty impressive for being 20, I guess. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, I have zero hours of flying time under my belt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and he held a class four instrument rating, which I guess meant that he was authorized to fly at night. Big deal alert. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was a member of the Air Training Corps. When you, that's how you pronounce C-O-R-P-S, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to have an E on the end for it to be corpse. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so all of that sounds great. Like, good for Frederick. But he was actually rejected twice from the Royal Australian Air Force, and he failed all five of his commercial license examination subjects. And he had also been involved in a couple incidents or accidents, depending on how you want to see them. He once flew into a controlled zone in Sydney, and he had to be given a very stern warning. And then he deliberately flew into a cloud on more than one occasion, which I guess is so bad or like so serious that prosecution against him was actually being considered at the time. Oh, for flying into a cloud. I never realized. I mean, I guess if he's like deliberately being a dick about it, then it that's not somebody you want flying planes. Very, very true. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Here with the logic. That's me. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so Frederick's father also claimed that his son was a believer in UFOs. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he was constantly worried um, about being attacked by UFOs. Like, Frederick seemed to have a thing. Schizophrenia? I mean, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. But he definitely seemed to choose, like, the worst profession for that kind of fear. Right? Why would you want to try to be a pilot if you're scared of UFOs? Well, maybe he wants to find out if the UFOs he was seeing were actually government experiments that he could fly. I'm sure he did want that. I'm I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Especially if you were like seeing UFOs and thought they were out to get you. You're like, I'm going to, you know, fight this from the inside and I'm going to get up there and figure this out. But mm-hmm. um, that's not what happened. Uh-oh. <laughs> On October 21st, 1978, Frederick Valentich was out on a 125-mile training flight over the Bass Strait between the Australian mainland and Tasmania when at 7.06 p.m. he radioed the Melbourne or Melbourne Flight Service to report that an unidentified aircraft was following him at 4,500 feet. I love that you just tried to pronounce Melbourne appropriately with an australian accent isn't i feel like so it's like when you try to say toronto it's toronto or like that's how they say it and melbourne is melbourne (laughs) as far as i understand (laughs) i say toronto toronto because i'm from the midwest okay but you you have you ever heard the melbourne thing i mean from australian people well i'm sorry i was just trying to be correct (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> no no you're right you're right i also don't know if it's the bass Strait or the bay Strait. i don't fuck man i chose uh there's a lot of things in here that i'm just not sure i'm getting right there's a lot of pronunciation things I'm... that are involved in this story but i'm loving the story otherwise okay good and, and also i'm loving the pronunciation <laughs> christy let's go to melbourne together <laughs> please please i'm ready mate <laughs> 
cut that out. Oh, cut that God. out immediately. Oh, God. <laughs> Australia, we're so sorry for the record. Just just for the record, um, for everything we apologize that officially. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, where was I? Um, so something was following him at 4,500 feet. That's what he was saying. The uh, service responded that there was actually no known traffic near him at the time. No other aircraft should have been up there. And obviously they asked him for more details because they thought probably that like someone was flying rogue up there and it was super scary. Right. So Frederick insisted that he could see a large unknown aircraft with four bright lights right above him and that it was moving at high speed and getting closer. This sounds scary. Right? Can you imagine? And this went on back and forth for at least five minutes while Frederick updated the flight service on the aircraft's movements. He claimed that who or whatever was in the craft was toying with him. And Mm. he later gave a little more description of the UFO saying that its exterior was shiny and metallic and that he could see a green light among the other lights. Then. After a few more minutes, Fred radioed again to say that he was now having engine trouble in his plane. Oh, shit. Right? And then when asked again to describe the aircraft and to update on what was going on, um, Fred responded, it isn't an aircraft. (gasps) Then the transmission was cut off. The last sound anyone heard from Fred and his plane was a metallic scraping sound. What? <laughs> Isn't that wild? I feel like that story's kind of crazy. I feel like they abducted his plane, but they didn't quite have enough room, so it it kind of like dinged the garage door, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not alone. A lot of people think that's what happened. Oh my god. Fred didn't land anywhere nearby. He didn't return from his flight. He didn't respond to any other inquiries. An air and sea search of the area was conducted, but turned up nothing. The Australian Department of Transport was called in to investigate, and they were also unable to find anything, like no evidence. He disappeared literally out of thin air. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which is like Fred and his entire plane fucking vanished gone forever goodbye after a while authorities presumed the disappearance had to be fatal and they fucking closed the case they were just like okay well he's probably dead so we couldn't find anything (laughs) like you know what he's dead and if he's not he's not where we can reach him so bye fred (laughs) sorry fred sorry about it sorry fred sad but true So five years after he went missing, an engine flap washed ashore on an island and the Bureau of Air Safety Investigation found that the part came from the same type of aircraft that Fred had been piloting, which was a Cessna 182L, if anyone (laughs) is curious. If anybody loves planes. In case we have a weirdo pilot that listens to us, hey. Just so you know, that's the type of plane. All right. So it was also determined that this flap had like serial numbers on it that were within the same range of serial numbers that were on Fred's plane. So it's very Mm. likely that that came from his aircraft. Like that falling off is what the scraping noise was? Maybe. 
maybe or I mean, well, hold on. Let me get into these fucking uh, theories here. Okay. I can't wait. So what happened to Frederick? Other people in the area claimed to have seen those lights and even a green light in the sky around the time that he went missing. And there are definitely people who believe that he was abducted by aliens while flying that plane. Oh, shit. Of course. And all the way in fucking 2014, just five years ago, a UFO action group in Victoria claimed that an unidentified farmer like around the area reached out to them to confess that he had seen a huge aircraft hovering over his farm the morning after Fred went missing. What? Just a little strange that like an eyewitness mm-hmm. comes about literally... <laughs> 30, 40 years later. Just like, by the way, well, I don't know. I mean, like, we've had other alien stories where people didn't mention anything because they're like, dude, I didn't want to be ostracized by my entire community for the rest of my life. That's true. It That's, yeah. People are like, oh, I don't want so, anyone to think I'm, you know, losing it because I thought I saw a fucking UFO in my farm. <laughs> yeah. Which is understandable. But if someone's missing, you should still tell. If someone is literally missing, Tell the authorities or whoever that you saw something. It doesn't matter what you saw. Just tell them. (laughs) I disagree with that. (laughs) Really? Well, Ashley, like, what are they going to do with that information? Yeah, I saw a strange uh, alien craft hovering above my farm. Like, you're just going to get kidnapped by the government and disappear as well. (laughs) I just, like, if you see somebody uh, who looks like somebody who got disappeared in like a car, tell the authorities what car that is. But if you saw <laughs> the alien spaceship that took someone who disappeared, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I just want more on the record, like weird information. If that wait makes like sense. 30 years until you think you're going <laughs> to die and then be like, you know what, what are they going to do with an old man like me? And then tell everybody that you saw the spaceship that's i fully support this guy's method fine you can tell us at least if you saw something weird i mean please tell please tell tell me i won't tell anyone don't tell ashley she'll tell everyone yeah i'm going straight to the motherfucking cops but christy will keep your secret so true so true oh god i mean i don't think you're going to the cops ashley but you will go to instagram with that shit I'll be like, guess what? I'm fucking doing an Instagram story. Like, I'm going live. Guess what this mini soda's about, (laughs) listeners? I just got a crazy email. No. (laughs) Uh, More so if, yeah, if someone, if you see something suspicious. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Where am I in this fucking story? Blah, 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 blah. Fred went missing. Okay, so the UFO abduction rumors have been ongoing since 1978 and obviously as recently as 2014, which I think is wild and awesome. Another explanation, though, as to what may have happened came from officials surrounding the case, and they said that they believed that Frederick became disoriented while flying and started flying his fucking plane upside down and was actually seeing his own lights reflected in the water. What? Wouldn't that... How mean, long can you fly a plane upside down? I mean, as until you crash or... Okay, I guess, yeah, that's fair. Until he, you pass out? Did. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that actually happened here in Seattle not that long ago. A guy stole a plane and was doing some stuff like that. 
Um, oh, what? You didn't hear about that? I remember a guy stole a plane. I didn't know he was like flying it upside down. Yeah, that's a really uh, that's a really sad story because I think he ended up crashing it and not surviving the incident. Um, but that, but yeah, he was definitely flying upside down and like anyway. So it's possible. Wow. It's obviously not safe. Please don't do it. No, seems like not the right way to like fly a plane. To be honest, <laughs> seems real incorrect. <laughs> like, listen, I don't have any hours logged, <laughs> unlike Frederick. My hours logged are negative. I haven't even thought about it. But I'm going to go on a limb and say, you know, maybe don't. Please don't. Maybe don't fly it upside down. Please. <laughs> Please don't fly it upside down. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, yeah, they that's what they think happened is that he was flying upside down and his lights were reflected in the water and as he was falling closer and closer to the ocean, it appeared as though the lights were coming faster and faster towards him. And that's why he thought that, like, an aircraft was chasing him and, and you know, getting closer, which honestly sounds really plausible to me, especially yeah. if he was already paranoid about UFOs abducting him. It's possible that, like, maybe he snapped or had some kind of episode and or maybe there was a, lo- a lack of oxygen. Um and he crashed into the water on his own. Yeah. Which is not a yeah. fun answer, but... Um, no, that's just a really sad, lame answer, Ashley. I know. I don't want that answer. It's way more fun to be like, like, dude, a fucking UFO stole this dude. Like, stole him out of the sky, plain and all. Yeah. And maybe that's also what happened to um, MH370 or that other plane I talked about in the Denver airport episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just snatching planes. Snatching planes out of the sky. That's what UFOs do. That's what they are wont to do, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> they were designed for it. I just... <laughs> Their scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't even think about if they should. <laughs> I really want to watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's been at least seven You months. always... I mean, it's a good show. It's a good show, that movie. It's a good show in that movie, but I feel like you do love Jurassic Park. It is literally my favorite movie of all time. And I watch it at least a few times a year. And it's been, I don't think I've watched it since right before Halloween when we all dressed up like Jurassic Park characters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, good times. I'm like super tired. I'm so sorry. This episode might suck because I drank too much wine last night and I didn't get enough enough sleep and then I was in I was like outside in the sun and now I'm sleepy and uh anyway <laughs> listen this podcast maybe a little bit low energy um I'm sitting inside of a closet and still trying to get comfortable with that <laughs> we've got issues so there's still no real explanation about what happened to Frederick. No other plane parts have been found besides that one flap. No body has been found. Fred hasn't popped up somewhere miraculously alive. It's just a total mystery. No one knows for sure what happened to Frederick Valentick. He fucking disappeared. Wow. Wow. What if he comes back? Well, that would be awesome. Are there any stories where people are like, there's an older guy that looks sort of like this guy, and he can't stop talking about UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that usually people just say that's Elvis. Mm. Mm. I mean, mm. I so you're saying, wait, what I'm hearing is, Fred, 
is the guy standing behind Elvis in line in Home Alone. Yes. Sure. Why not? He is Elvis in Home Alone. He is that guy. <laughs> Frederick and Elvis are the same person. Boom. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Why did we start rumors on this podcast? Because <laughs> it's more fun than believing that he just had a lack of oxygen or an, a mental breakdown episode and ran into the ocean. Very true. This podcast is not called That's Sad. It's called That's <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Uh, um, that topic, by the way, was also suggested from Anna at Saturday Adventure, who also gave me the absolute gift that was Jeff the Talking Mongoose. So thanks again, Anna. <laughs> These are really good ones. Yeah. She knows her shit, man. Yeah. That's Picking good. out weird shit all the time. Fuck. There's so much of it. So much good stuff. Yeah. Bless the internet. Hashtag Bless hashtag blast but um that's it for for mine I, okay uh, i can't wait to hear about your weird stuff yeah well so today is saint patrick's day and when you guys are listening to it most of you might be hungover from saint patrick's day so i decided to do something uh thematically adjacent oh interesting thematically mm-hmm. adjacent <laughs> <laughs> i love it christy yeah thank you um so i wanted to talk about leprechauns i wanted to do banshees but i think we talked about that already banshees mm-hmm. wow okay um i don't remember maybe yes but we I definitely feel like we, i feel like we did and if we didn't then pretend that i didn't say anything and uh hold on tight until next year (laughs) hold on tight hold on tight uh okay so so just like a primer on uh irish folklore in general uh there's like (laughs) i'm tired too and i i'm holding i'm gonna set my tea down and readjust myself and then then we can get into this Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. I just adjusted my mic. I think I can handle this now. All right. So first of all, uh, the basis for like a lot of like Irish mythology and folklore is the idea that there's like like an original supernatural race of people that landed there called the Tuatha de Danann. Or the people of Danu, but nobody calls them that. It's easy enough to pronounce this like crazily looking written word. Um, and like, I, so when I Googled that part of it, I, the first article that popped up was, were they gods or aliens? So I'm going to have to just do a, a different episode on that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But like, in a nutshell, kind of picture like, the uh the ancient aliens conspiracy that kind of thing do you remember yeah yeah but just localized to ireland interesting okay and there are just there are just so many stories all the stories revolve around like people invading or people like getting outsmarted basically like it's i feel like it's very important to be clever to to irish mythology (laughs) (laughs) 
It would seem that way, yeah. It would seem that way. So um, a lot of like more modern things or like when you hear about like fairies and elves and that kind of stuff, some of them have like vague origins with those sort of like supernatural beings or like sometimes they're thought of as those are like the last of those supernatural people or whatever. Kind of like um kind of like elves in Iceland. I yeah. feel like there's a little bit of that in Ireland as well. That makes sense. And I hope that like I've never been to Ireland, but I I feel like I can kind of imagine that they're more into it. Like in Iceland people like genuinely seem to like love the stories about elves and like kind of believe in it and play into it so i i I kind of hope that the irish do as well yeah well we haven't we haven't talked about this but we'll have to do an episode about the there's these two girls that basically said they saw and took pictures of fairies and that was in ireland and it was like such a big story that they made a movie about it oh wow really oh wait yes is that like heavenly creatures or yes yeah yeah yeah. okay cool i think so yeah yeah so we'll have to do we'll have There's just so many things. Basically, that's kind of the basis of where just sort of like elves and fairies and stuff, like that's the base of what people are talking about. So it kind of evolved over time where it's like first um, leprechauns were like underwater creatures almost. And like they weren't just like old bearded men. They were like women too. And like they were, it was just sort of a general sort of tricky clever sometimes mean kind of fairy like usual okay (laughs) you know like the usual you know the huge um Um, i like that because i feel like usually when you see leprechauns in um pop culture they're always little dudes yeah they are It, it evolved over time and also for some reason they were always associated with having like red jackets yeah besides now now it's like green but that's the saint patrick's day thing which i'll get into a little bit later but basically like leprechaun kind of comes from like the meaning of shoemaker so like eventually it evolved where like the idea of a leprechaun was specifically like a tricky rich shoe shoemaker guy like the elves and the shoemaker elf type guy um, with a little jacket and like belt buckles, and uh, it used to also be like drunk and annoying. But eventually, people started categorizing different types of elves and fairies and associating them with like particular habits or particular um vocations, like shoemakers or. Like, this guy's drunk and annoying, or like, kind of like the Christmas elves, or the 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 brothers in Iceland. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Where there's, there's a specific type of ones that do different things. So now leprechauns are like, they are little, like, little cobblers that have lots of money. Um, little cobblers. Just, just sweet little cobblers that are also tricky. <laughs> uh, so, like, I don't really know where the specific tie to money comes from except that maybe like making shoes got you rich back in the day i suppose or like their connection to like hiding gold and stuff yeah so actually the gold part of it is from like when 
Danes invaded Ireland, and then they buried some gold there. And so the myth is that leprechauns are guarding that gold. I don't know why the leprechauns started guide, like guarding it. Maybe because they were like smart and tricky and had magic. So the Danes were like, all right, buddy, you're going to guard this. I'm going to leave for a second. But then they just never came back or they just adjusted to life. I don't really know. <laughs> okay. There's that. And then also like they have like two leather pouches that they carry with them. One has a shilling that returns to the pouch if they give it to someone. And the other has a gold coin that turns to ash after it's been spent. And it's there are a lot of stories around this where basically if they get caught, they use these special coins to bribe somebody to like let them go. Oh. And then they're like, ha fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there aren't really stories like about a leprechaun as the main character. It's just like a side character and everything. But there's a lot of stories that are basically like, Hey, everybody, uh, just remember, a get-rich-quick scheme is usually pretty shitty. <laughs> just as a friendly reminder. Just as a friendly reminder. Like, there's one, there's a really common one is, like, a boy who makes a leprechaun show him where his gold is, and then he doesn't have a shovel, so he ties a red handkerchief around the tree where it's buried by, and makes the leprechaun... This is... Actually, I love this part. He makes the leprechaun promise not to change the marker or do anything uh, or move the gold. And then he comes back and then they're just like a bunch of the leprechaun just tied red markers to everything. Oh, that's messed up. All around. So the boy is like, ah, damn it. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> they're tricky. Yeah. I I feel like also like a lot of, a lot of stories in Irish myth that I've read, I feel like, it seems like they're outsmarting someone, but basically they're just taking advantage of someone's trust. Like, this this kid is like, all right, I found your gold. Now I'm going to leave and come back, and you've got to promise me not to do anything to protect your gold. And the leprechaun's like, uh, okay, dude. And then uh, the boy comes back, and he's like, what? I did nothing besides make you promise me that you wouldn't change anything. And it turns out that a promise doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> I've been fooled. Yeah, that's that's not the smartest kid for sure. Yeah, like anybody can tell you anything. Doesn't mean they're gonna there's nothing you can do to make them do it. Yeah. I feel like that's the moral of a lot of stories. <laughs> or there's there's also a story where like a a girl finds a leprechaun, she makes him show him his gold or show her his gold, but she gets tricked by the like look over there thing. She's following him to his gold and he's like, oh, what's that? There's bees. There's bees chasing you. And she's like, what? And then when she looks back, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, foiled That's again. the lamest shit. Yeah. Or there's another one. There's also um, sometimes people think like if you catch a leprechaun, you get a wish, not necessarily the gold, but you get a wish. Um, and so there's a story. And what from the things that I read, the dude's name is always Seamus. I don't know why. <laughs> of course. It's a Irish name, I guess. So Seamus uh, catches a leprechaun. He gets some wishes. He wants to be the richest man on a tropical island. Um, so he does. 
But also, there's nothing else on the island, so he gets bored and it's just like, never mind, I want to go back to Ireland. <laughs> That's the problem with wanting to be the richest person on an island. Right. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just be like, I want to be the richest guy in Ireland. Right. That seems like a good, solid wish. <laughs> All your friends are there, but now you're rich. You don't have to go anywhere. You're just suddenly rich. I mean, that sounds right. great. Yeah. There's not too much room for misinterpretation. Like, you could just get thrown on a deserted island, and then you're like, you're rich now. Yeah, I guess, like, there's a little bit of, like, a like a genie type of thing where if you catch one, then you get your wishes. And I feel like there are all kinds of different stories like here's how to trick a leprechaun or like lure him in or like catch one but i didn't even really look into those because they're just it's just somebody on a website being like i don't know here's how to catch put a a cookie under your pillow or something you know what i mean so yeah yeah that's not really like a huge besides just the idea of trying to catch one it's apparently good luck if you see one oh cute yeah, so that's good. So don't be scared. You'll have good luck. So don't be scared. But don't bother uh, spending any money that they give you because it'll just turn to ash. It's not worth anything. Well, that that's the moral. That's, yeah. that's the moral. That's the moral. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I kind of covered like they just sort of evolved to be like their own category of thing. They sort of got associated with St. Patrick's Day because... Um, So St. Patrick's Day has always been like a Roman Catholic holiday, and it's like a feast day because St. Patrick's is really like a a Catholic saint, but it's more of like a chill or like somber event where sometimes they'll like pardon, because it's it's during Lent, so sometimes uh, whoever's in charge of that sort of thing will be like, all right, I know it's Lent, but like it's also St. Patrick's Day, so like you can eat meat. And like drink, it's fine. Oh, so people were stoked, especially on, yeah, especially on Fridays because you're supposed to only eat fish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's I think where it first kind of got a little bit of an association with uh, like partying, but it it really got associated with like it used to also be like blue was St. Patrick's color, but then when all of the Irish people who moved to America wanted to sort of like have a day to be like yay we're we're fine <laughs> we're okay people that it became like just a big fucking party and um the the movement basically that the movement that was in charge of that basically was associated with green and so that became associated with St. Patrick's Day so now there's like St. Patrick's Day all over the place and sometimes it is a big party and sometimes it's not, but like pretty much everybody in a Catholic country is like, yeah, I know what that is. But in America, especially and almost nowhere else, it's like, yeah, green beer, green drinking a whole bunch of stuff, throwing up green, wearing a, a leprechaun outfit. <laughs> green, 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 green. And like uh, the whole leprechaun thing, like it kind of went from just like like a weird mythical creature to an annoying uh tricky drunk mythical creature to a sort of dapper rich mythical creature to it's just a stand-in stereotype for what people in the like 
early eight or late eighteen hundreds, like early nineteen hundreds, whenever that happened, started associating with stereotypes of like Irish people. So like short, red hair, drinks a lot, boxing. <laughs> what? I don't know. So it's actually like super rude. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of. There's um. There's a lot of things associated with um, like St. Patrick's Day that are just like really American and really circumstantial and just really from a time when like a bunch of Irish people during the famine moved to New York. So it's like like everyone associates, uh, for example, corned beef and cabbage with St. Patrick's Day. But I read somewhere that like mostly people eat pork on Ireland because it's uh, an island. So they'll have something like that. And it's not like they wouldn't eat that. But the corned beef thing comes from like just pretty much Irish people in New York buying corned beef from their Jewish neighbors because they weren't eating meat during Lent. And they were like, hey, today's the day. And the the Jewish like neighborhood was like, sure, I mean, obviously we don't have pork, but here you go. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, that, yeah. that makes sense. It makes sense. But I just thought that was funny because it's like, it's actually just like an American thing or like a just completely different group of people thing. And everyone's like, yeah, corned beef and cabbage, Ireland. And people in Ireland are like, we don't fucking have room for cows, you guys. They're fucking like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what people in Ireland think of like green beer and all that stuff, too. I think they hate it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely not like a a party day, like to the extent that it is here, for sure. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's from from my understanding. It's not like I've been in Ireland during St. Patrick's Day. I did see a picture of them having a parade, and it's still like a holiday. It's an actual like bank holiday. Oh. Because St. Patrick is like the patron saint of Ireland, and there's a lot of Catholics in Ireland. So it's like you get a day off work and maybe there's a parade and that's it. Yeah. Oh, I, I just looked up the Tourism Ireland like Instagram and it says families are flocking outdoors to celebrate today. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And it's just like a cute little picture of sheep. <laughs> Aw, that's adorable. So precious. I imagine it's probably more like Easter is here where like you're still celebrating. You get a parade. There's a day off work. But like. It's not just like, today's the day, we're all going to get so wasted, and it's going to be dangerous for children to go outside. <laughs> yeah, Americans really just love an excuse to drink um, today, or um, St. Patrick's Day, and then also like Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Cinco de Mayo is also one of those where it's like, <laughs> in Mexico, they're like, this isn't even like the right day. <laughs> <laughs> like okay sure no we're kind of the worst here in america yeah sorry about it sorry it's fine so that's leprechauns huh that's the gist that's the gist i mean i did like yeah pretty much i did want to do banshees because that sounded like spookier and cooler but i was like i think we already did this so i'll just talk about a bunch of dumb saint patrick's day stuff i think that you covered uh Oh, it was like a ghost slash banshee situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But I do have, I actually looked up some weird facts about St. Patrick's Day for this episode. <gasps> you did? I did. You know, just because. Uh, 
I actually was not aware that Chicago dyes their river green every year for St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. But which I feel like it's that can't be good for the environment. Right. I but don't understand. The Chicago River is very toxic already. So <laughs> they're like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but I guess that started in 1962. Oh. And I definitely saw after not realizing that that was even a thing, I definitely saw a picture of it already <laughs> for this year. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, okay. And if that isn't a good enough weird fact for you, your odds of finding a four leaf clover are about one in 10,000. Good fucking luck. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. At least it's not like a million, but yeah, still probably pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Weird facts and leprechauns and dudes disappearing out of the sky. It's a regular old episode of That's Weird. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! Uh, you can find our show notes at that'sweird.org or that'sweirdpodcast.com because we're fancy now. Oh, that's true. We're on Instagram and Twitter at That's Weirdcast. We just hit 2,000 followers on Instagram, which is fucking awesome. Thank you for following us. You can join our Facebook group to talk about weird stuff with other weirdos like yourself. And you can support our show if you want. You can do so on Anchor or on Patreon. And weirdo pins are available on our Etsy at That's Weird Shop. If you have a weird story you want to tell us or an idea for an episode, you can email us at that'sweirdcast at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and that's it. Stay weird. Yay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.